My name is Nicholas Haskins, and over the past 40 years, I have fallen in love with creating in my kitchen. I'm not a chef, I'm just a guy who loves cooking from scratch with fresh ingredients and trying to spread some positive energy in the world. Join me on my culinary journey inside the kitchen and out as I explore the ups and downs of cooking, baking, and living. Welcome to Nikolai's Kitchen. Welcome everyone to another brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. My name is Nick and this is all about my culinary journey of scratch made food and positive thinking. This is your first time. You are so welcome here. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. If you're a returning listener, thank you so, so much for coming back. You are absolutely amazing and I love you. I love all of your beautiful faces so, so much. My summer Patreon rewards boxes are going to be going out very soon. You have to either sign up as a top-level patron over on Patreon. The link, of course, is down in the show notes. Or you can be entered to win one if you review me over on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review, and you're automatically going to be entered to win my Speedy Marinade. I'm making three different variations of it. We're doing a sweet, just a normal savory version, and a spicy version. So make sure you head over there and leave me a review and you'll get entered to win. Just like Brad from the cinema guys did Brad. Thank you so, so much. Brad said, what could be better than food with a positive message? Nick is passionate about cooking and it shows keep up the great work. Thank you so, so much, Brad. You're an absolutely amazing guy. Brad is one of the best friends that I've made in podcasting ever since I started this podcasting thing. Like six years ago pretty much by the time you're listening to this epic film guys kicked off in july of 2015 i can't believe it i i I still can't believe i've been podcasting for this long but uh, that's absolutely amazing and stay tuned for you know some information in the future you know the very near future about uh some patreon related stuff with brad as well because he's going to be having me watch the underworld movies Brad loves to make me watch bad movies and we talk about them and it's really great. I always have such a great discussion with him. Brad, thank you so, 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 so much. But yeah, I'm going to be making that. This is going to be your last chance. So by the time you're hearing this, uh, this will be on the 5th of July. So I'm going to be making the Patreon rewards boxes this week. So make sure you get a review in over on Apple Podcasts, five-star rating and review. Or like I said, you can also sign up at the VIP level over on Patreon, and then you're automatically going to get one every single quarter. My patrons have already received a bunch of sauces, either mustards, barbecue sauces, and wing sauces, or Christmas cookies. I sent out Christmas cookies in the winter of last year. Every single week on the show, we get things started with a little bit of positivity with a quote. And I always try to find quotes that are very relevant to my life situation and kind of let you know how I'm feeling and where I've been. This week's quote is from Danielle Kepka, and it's, you don't have to figure everything out today. You don't have to solve your whole life tonight, and you don't have to tackle everything at once. You just have to show up and try. You just have to focus on the most immediate thing in front of you, and you have to trust that you'll figure out the rest along the way. I had a moment last week where I shut down, basically. Uh, Sometimes I will just overwhelm myself. I will get 
so much piled up on my shoulders. I will put so much pressure on myself. And then all of a sudden I will look at all of the stuff that I have to do over the next couple of days, like whatever the workload is, and it will just make me buckle under the pressure. And I just kind of fell into bed and went to sleep really early because I could not do it. I literally could not think of anything or focus on anything. I was just so upset and I just, I couldn't. And I wanted to find this quote because I thought that anybody else out there that might deal with this kind of thing to just, you don't have to, you don't have to do everything all at once. And a lot of these positivity segments, you know, I don't know what mileage anybody out there gets out of them. I really, really hope that you take some good things away from them. But it's also kind of me talking back at myself, like when I listen back to this through editing or when the normal release comes out, it's me telling myself, Nick, just show up. You do not have to do everything all at once. If you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling overwhelmed, take the rest of the day off. Take the schedule, which I actually had to, I'm so busy. I had to write out a schedule of what I'm going to do like hour by hour every day of the week. <laughs> I mean, it's, it seems kind of sad, but like, I just have so many different things going on. I want to make sure I can dedicate enough like time, real estate to all of those different things. But sometimes you need a day to just withdraw and not be overwhelmed and not think about everything. That's one of the reasons why, unfortunately, the chicken salad episode was delayed by a week. Because I redrew this schedule and I was just so overwhelmed. I had so much to do. But I also was like, Nick, you need to stick to the schedule. So I just didn't have time to get it edited before its release. No matter what you're facing out there. I want you to know that you've got this. I promise you that you've got this, but you have to take things one at a time. My brain, and I don't know if anybody else is like this, but I will often just kind of fragment into a thousand, and I mean this, a thousand different directions. If I have a bunch of, like, say, chores or something to do, say I have to do some laundry, I have to wash some dishes, I have to, you know, cook a couple of things or whatever, I will start doing all of them at various stages of completion of the prior, I will do 70% of the laundry, not like wash it 70% of the way, obviously, <laughs> like I will take care of 70% of the laundry and then I'll wander off and go start doing something else. I'll take care of half of the dishes and then I'll start cooking something because it's lunchtime. I'll get half of that started and then I'll be like, oh, Nick, you got to finish the laundry. So there are conscious times during the day when I have to stop myself and I have to say, Nick, Stop. One thing at a time. You started this thing. Finish this thing. The other thing is still going to be there when you get it done. And I have to say, ever since drawing up the schedule, and since I've been focusing my energy specifically during different times, it's helped me to manage this stuff a lot better. Like, a lot, a lot better. Just focus on the thing that's right in front of you. Focus on one thing. That's all you have to do. And I promise you that you've got this. I promise you that no matter what happens, you will win out the day. You'll finish that one thing and then put another thing immediately in front of you and then tackle that. Just please don't ever give up on yourself. I took the day that I needed 
I took the rest that I needed. I spent a good time on the phone with Rebecca, just talking to her about everything. I slept. I woke up. I recentered myself, refocused myself. And now I am headed forward one thing at a time. Let your body recharge. Let your mind recharge. It's not a bad thing if you just need a moment to yourself. I am someone who I don't ever give myself enough time. I don't ever focus on myself enough. I try to give so much of myself to so many other people, to so many other things. And I know some people, like maybe you're listening to this and you're like, God, yeah, I've been trying to get this thing scheduled with Nick or to do this thing with Nick. And I unfortunately have had to keep canceling on people and keep pushing things, but that's because I've been just soul crushingly busy. I put so much pressure on myself to do so many things and I never say no to people. I have such a hard time saying like, no, you know what? Let's not do that right now. Or you know what? I'm really busy at the moment. Can we recircle back to it in a few months? And I, I try to just take on too much. I just put it on my shoulders and it, it, it's so hard. It's so, so hard. Please, please, please step back, take a moment when you need it and just focus on one thing at a time. This past weekend, I got to go up to my dad's house, my sister, my stepsister, my stepsister's husband, and my other stepsister's husband. It's a big, weird extended family thing, but all of them are turning 40 this year. So my dad and my stepmom just decided to throw a massive party for just all of them combined. And, you know, a whole ton of my family was all up at my dad's house. First of all, like, so, so grateful for, you know, all the medical professionals and everything who have made this COVID vaccine a thing that we can all realize that now we can all be together again. Like, you know, I've missed so much being able to socialize and being able to go to big events with people. Like, I really, really loved it. But the most important thing was I got to take Rebecca to meet different members of my family that she's never met. She's only ever met my brother out of my family members. So I'm really, really glad that I was able to take her and that she was able to meet so many other people. She's such an important part of my life and will continue to be. So it was really, really important for me to introduce her to everyone. And I asked my dad what he wanted me to bring to the party. And I know I've made macaroni and cheese for like my dad and a bunch of people before. So that's what he wanted me to bring. Mac and cheese is one of my favorite things to make. I don't know if, if you guys are as big a fan of macaroni and cheese as I am, but I love it. But I try, I try so hard not to eat it too often because I love to make it with a lot of cream and butter. <laughs> Actually, let's be fair. Let's be realistic here. You guys have listened to this show, or even if you haven't, if you go back through the featured recipes that I've done in the past, uh, I love cream and butter. They, I cook with them a lot. So I try to not cook things that are super heavy, super often, you know, but my macaroni and cheese is uh, one of my favorite things to make. And I'm actually going to be breaking it down this month over on Patreon. You're going to get a bonus episode all about my basic mac and cheese recipe. And then I'll talk about some variations that you can do from there. Because once you have base macaroni and cheese, then you can start folding different things into it and make different variations on it. 
Mac and cheese is so, so versatile, but I made it, took it up there in a big crock pot and it got just demolished. And I made this version really, really kid friendly. So I just did my straight up basic macaroni and cheese recipe, but then I made some homemade wing sauce to accompany it. I did a garlic wing sauce and then I used some ghost pepper hot sauce and some of the last dab to amp up the spicy version of that wing sauce and people were having it not just on the mac and cheese that I made, but on the chicken. My dad has this big charcoal pit whenever they have big parties and, you know, it has those big metal grates that you just put all the chicken on and, you know, just like they do it like the fireman's carnivals with the big mop of marinade, just sopping it all over the chicken every time you flip it over and you take like two and a half to three hours to cook all of it. It's so tasty. Tastes so, so good. And yeah, people were eating the wing sauce on the chicken, on on like literally all sorts of different things. So I was really, really happy to see that people had responded so, so well to that. So thank you to everyone in my family and everything that that really, really enjoyed those and told me as much. You know, a lot of people were telling me how much they loved the macaroni and cheese and everything. But I wanted to do a kid-friendly version of macaroni and cheese because whenever you make macaroni and cheese, my base recipe is such that, you know, you can fold in a different cheese. You don't have to just use just a normal mild or sharp cheddar cheese. You can fold in all sorts of different things. And Wegmans actually sells this really, really intense sharp cheddar cheese. And I love Wegmans smoked Gouda. And so I made a macaroni and cheese at Rebecca's not long ago uh, for us and for her daughter and not, not kid friendly was not Avery approved. And that's because, you know, it's a really, really sharp cheddar. And then you got that really smoky Gouda cheese in there and all these different things. So it was just kind of a little bit too much, I think. And it just reminds me that there are times when, you know, maybe if you're making something, especially if you're making it for other people, there's so many different tastes out there. So many different people have so many different tastes. And I'm going to talk more about this in today's featured recipe breakdown for pesto. But there are so many different ways of doing things. There's so many different ways that flavor profiles can work together and that, you know, tastes can work together that, you know, there's uh, so many ways to look at things. Rebecca and I both immensely enjoyed that macaroni and cheese. But, you know, Avery just wanted something simple. And so when I made the macaroni and cheese to take to my dad's, I kept that lesson in my mind. And that's something I really want to try to keep in my mind going forward. It's like, can I simplify this? Can I make this more of a general crowd-pleasing kind of thing and then leave those elements that maybe not everybody wants or maybe not everybody is interested in or whatever? Maybe can I take those elements and put them on the side? Like we could have done like some smoked Gouda on the side or shredded it over it or whatever and mixed it into ours. Same thing with the intense cheddar. That's why I did it with the wing sauce. I usually will make a buffalo wing mac and cheese because I love it, whether I add chicken or not. I love to add hot sauce. I think it adds such an amazing element and an amazing layer of flavor to macaroni and cheese. Uh, But I was like, yeah, but there's going to be so many little kids. Like I want to just make normal macaroni and cheese because I don't want them to be like, oh, it's too hot, it's too spicy. Especially we're all outside. Although we were going down a slip inside, I was on a giant unicorn floaty, living my absolute best life. Love and live the life that you have the best way that you possibly can. No matter what, never let anybody like tell you that you can't or shouldn't do something. 
You know, if you want to ride a unicorn floaty down a slip and slide when you're 40, do it. I mean, unless like, you know, it would irrevocably break your body in some way. And I'm really sore today, but uh, what a, what a great day it was. What, what, what an amazing, amazing party it was. It was so, so wonderful. And I'm so glad that that was such a, a crowd pleaser. I really, really am. I am going to take a little bit of a break here. And then when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to break down my recipe for homemade pesto. And I'm also going to tell you, I mean, I'm trying, especially this season of the show, I think I'm really trying to focus on versatile things, things that you can do so many different things with and things that there are so many variations of because it's opening my eyes and it's opening my doors in a culinary sense into things that I really want to do into things that I really want to try. So I'm going to break down my recipe for pesto and then I'm going to just tell you all of the different little, you know, like you think about like a beautiful mind when he's got like the shack with all the different spy things and the threads going over. That's the way my brain is working in terms of making recipes like pesto. So I'm going to talk to you guys about all of that stuff right after this. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so, so much for hanging out for this episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. You are amazing. I hope that you go out today, whenever you're listening to this, whether it be day, night, you know, the day of release or a year after it releases, I hope that you're doing absolutely amazing. Go out there today and just absolutely crush it. You're an incredible person, and you make such an amazing difference in my life. I am so, so, so grateful for you. I want to talk to you guys about pesto. Now, I had, until I started making this pesto for this recipe, never ever in my life made a pesto. I learned a couple of things about pesto, and I also learned that there are so many different variations of pesto depending on the type of herb that you use. I never knew that you could make a mint pesto, basically, or there are infinite numbers of any other types of pesto, depending on the herbs that you use. You can also use different kinds of nuts. I bought pine nuts for this. I bought what a container that was roughly a third of a cup, and it cost $8. <laughs> pine nuts are so expensive. I never realized they were so expensive, but I wanted to make, quote unquote, classic pesto. Technically, I wanted to make a lemon basil pesto, um, and most of them will only have a little bit of lemon, if any at all. But here's the thing I found. So I started doing some research. I pulled up like four or five different just quote unquote basil pesto recipes. 
all of them are so vastly different in terms of the amount of things that you add to them. And I'm talking garlic, pine nuts, basil, Parmesan cheese, like the kind of essentials that go into pesto, because I knew in my head I've eaten pesto and I've heard so much about pesto, but I've never actually attempted to make it myself. But seriously, like the variations in these just quote unquote basic pesto recipes or, you know, just a, a, a simple basil pesto, they were so different after reading about the fourth one, I just kind of yeeted them all out. I was just like, all right, I'm just doing this myself. Because I think the elements, and I think that one of the important things about that is that it's so versatile and it's built to different flavor profiles that you can do so many different things with it and you're still going to get pesto. You're still going to get what is going to be extremely recognizable, I should say, as pesto. And when I made this, we made a risotto. I just did a, you know, a simple white wine and chicken stock reduction of a risotto. And we did some hand-seared chicken, and I just served it right over the top of that. Absolutely wonderful. My risotto was a little bit on the salty side, but the pesto itself was beyond amazing. I also made some boneless pork loin, and that I just gave like a good sprinkle of some salt, pepper, some dried mustard, some turmeric, gave that a really good sear, finished that in the oven, and served some pesto right over the top of that. Absolutely amazing. And then I also made some angel hair, tossed that in the pesto, and then again, a seared chicken breast and just layered a little bit of the pesto over the top of that. All of these things turned out so, so amazing. I'm so thrilled with the versatility of a pesto. I'm so, so thrilled to, to kind of delve more into this because when I do things like, and I did it with the mustard, and I've done it with other things on this show where I learn how to make it and it kind of just, boom, blows my mind open in terms of all of the different things that this can now connect me to. I really, I'm building up eventually, and I don't know if it'll happen this season or not, because I think I want to do it after I've completely finished moving to Ithaca and I'm living with Rebecca full time. I want to make us like a nice kind of celebratory dinner, and I think that's what I'm going to end up doing this for, but I want to make lamb lollipops. And what I would love to do with lamb lollipops is I'd love to do like a mint pesto. I think it would be so just beyond brilliant. And I'm really, really excited to try to make them. I know that it's something that's not very easy to make. And I'm just slowly opening my mind. I'm slowly challenging myself. And I think that that's the best thing that we can do in the kitchen is to just slowly challenge ourselves. Get out of your comfort zone. Try to make something that you've never tried before. I can't wait. It'll be either next week or the week after. It'll be sometime coming up in July, but over the weekend of the 4th, I haven't done that yet, obviously, as of this recording, but I'm going to try to do some cedar plank salmon on the grill, and I'm going to start doing some variations on that herbed butter, which, again, was another one of those things that I made that just blew the doors open in terms of possibilities. I can't wait to experience and to experiment more with pesto. But like I said, I mean, I just crowdsourced a bunch of different recipes and then after reading all of them, I was like, okay, so all of these are so vastly different that I kind of just need to make this to my own tastes as long as I'm just using kind of the basic ingredients. So this is what I did for my homemade lemon basil pesto. 
You're going to need one third of a cup of pine nuts. You're going to need, my approximation anyway, would be four kind of packed cups of fresh basil leaves. I used one hydroponic plant from Wegmans when I made this. And if you pack that in, it's probably about two cups. Not enough in my opinion. I think it needed way, way more basil. I think that's the only misstep that I really did here. And I haven't had a chance to make it again. This is one of those things that's going to kind of keep evolving as I, as I, as I keep doing things with it. Well, I would definitely amp up the basil in this depending on your tastes or whatever. But if you just do one plant, that's what I did the first time I made it. But I'm writing the recipe to include two full hydroponic basil plants. Just trim all the leaves off and go with that. You're going to need one cup of olive oil. You're going to need eight cloves of garlic, eight to 10 at least. I love garlic, so obviously I wanted to give mine a lot of garlic. You're going to need the zest of three lemons. You're going to need a quarter of a cup of lemon juice, a half a cup of freshly shredded Parmesan cheese, coarse sea salt, and black pepper. I grabbed a large skillet and I just turned the heat to medium and just poured the pine nuts right into that skillet with nothing else. You don't want anything else in there. You just want to toast them. Just roll them around in the pan gently. Don't let them burn because they're too expensive and you don't want to replace them. But just roll them around in there. Give them a good toast. And then you're going to want to combine all of the ingredients except the olive oil in a food processor or blender and then add half of the olive oil, give it a few good pulses, and then add more of the olive oil based on the consistency that you want. You might want this to be a little bit less liquidy or you might want it to be a little more. So you may even want to go a cup and a quarter of olive oil, depending on exactly where you want this to be consistency wise. I ended up using a cup. I started with a half a cup, just drizzling that into my blender. And then I added another half a cup while I was pulsing it together. And then you just kind of let that go, like really, really pulse and mix that together until it reaches the consistency that you want. And then you're done. It's so, so simple to put together. And the theme of the season again is layers of flavor. And you don't get better when you're talking about layers of flavor than you do when you're talking about a thing like a pesto, you get that fresh, just vibrancy of that lemon in there. And you get that nice earthiness of that toasted pine nut in there, that nice sharp kick of that garlic and just all of that basil that nutty salty cheese just like it's so so much going on and then when you serve this over anything or when you're you know like i said tossing pasta in this or whatever it just it makes it taste so fresh and it makes it taste so vibrant please, please give this a try. Please try out this recipe. And if there are any other kind of things that you like to do with pesto or other things that you like to add to pesto, please let me know. Because like I said, this is opening a lot of windows for me. And I'm really, really eager to kind of take this and run with it in so, 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 so many different directions. I honestly cannot wait. But that is going to do it for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. I love you so much. The fact that you have taken the time to download and listen to this means the absolute world to me. It does help me every single listen and download definitely does help me. So please keep doing that. Head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave me a five-star reading and review if you're enjoying the content. Helping me play that Apple algorithm game really does help the show and it really will help me grow. If you also want to catch any of the other stuff I've been doing, I am live streaming every Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern over on twitch.tv slash livestream from the cure. So make sure you go and check those out. I will be over there and I would love to have you there. I play things like Minecraft, Seven Days to Die, and all sorts of other things. So please, please, please come and check them out. 
You can also head over to my YouTube channel, which is also linked down in the show notes. I've been really trying to put out regular content there featuring my Minecraft series and other things. Tons and tons of places that you can find me out on the web, as well as guest appearances on upcoming podcasts. I'm going to be doing a Patreon series with Gerald of Two Peas talking about the Beverly Hills Cop movies, which I've never seen. The aforementioned Underworld series I'm going to be doing with Brad of the Cinema Guys so many other different things. And then around the time that this comes out, I'm also going to be appearing on a fantasy movie draft with uh, Justin Winters from So I Married a Movie Geek and a bunch of other podcasters. And we're all drafting 2013 movies. And if you head over to Twitter, I would really, really appreciate it if you voted for my list. Keep in mind the all those guest appearances on podcasts will most likely be not safe for work. So just make sure you check the content rating if you're concerned about that or anything before you go ahead with it. I love you so much. You are the absolute world to me. Your support means absolutely everything. Find the show literally everywhere on social media and literally on every podcast you're under the sun. Just search for Nikolai's Kitchen. I promise you will find me. We're going to have another table for two episode coming up, hopefully in the very near future. And I'm going to be doing another random recipe challenge. I think the random recipe challenge is going to be sometime in August. I've got a trip I'm taking in the latter part of July. So I'm not going to be as able to do uh, the random recipe thing until after that. And then we're going to be looking toward the fall and what we're going to be doing for those fall Patreon loot boxes and all the different fall flavors that start to crop up. I can't wait. There's so many different things that I want to share with you guys and talk to you guys all about. But until next time, thank you so, so much for listening. I love you. I cannot say enough how grateful I am for all of your amazing support. Take good care of yourself. Have an absolutely amazing week. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Mm-hmm.